Welcome to the TV Show Show. It's a television show podcast where we watch television shows, and my name is Rob Schulte. My name's Brittany High. And this is different than previous episodes, except for the last episode, <laughs> uh, because we're not going through individual shows scene by scene like we normally do. We're really just trying to finish out this Dawson's Creek season one. We really went for it. Yes. We're diving in. I thought there was only like eight episodes. There's 13 <laughs> in season one. So we had to consolidate. Yep. We're doing 9, 10, 11, 12 today. Which, Brittany, can you name those for me? Nine, road trip. 10, double date. 11, the scare. 12, beauty contest. All very epic. I remember almost all of them from hanging out at my neighbor's house when my dad worked nights. Wow. It's bigger than that, though. It's all coming together. It's this, like, pocket of episodes that also had me make overly confident mistakes as a kid. What? <laughs> that seems so loaded. Oh, man, I'll tell you all about it shortly. Well, I have to say that I have some of these episodes, I have a lot to say. Sure. You know, and then other episodes, I'm like, I think not blackout because I was drunk, but blackout because I was overwhelmed. You got <laughs> Dawson's Creekified. Yeah, my brain was like, I I don't have the time or capability, girl. <laughs> yeah, I had to go back and like at least skim these because I did binge them before we recorded the previous episode. I know, and you were giving away spoilers. I was like, that sounds like I a know. spoiler. And you're like, no, 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 I'm just saying maybe that happens. <laughs> I was just saying that like, of course it fucking happens. I didn't but... know. Everything is new to me. Spoiler culture is weird anyway, so that's another episode. It is. That's another episode. Whoa, that's a whole episode on its own. Yeah, okay, but let's get into Road Trip. Let's do it. Well, I should probably say, like the last episode, we've got the Wikia fandom pages for these episodes pulled, so we'll read the synopsis. We'll read our notes associated with episode. If we had a lot to say... We're going to say it. We are going to say it. And if we don't, I'm my eyes are just going to roll back in my head while you talk, okay? <laughs> yep. And then we'll move on. Synopsis for Road Trip. Dawson, heartbroken after his breakup with Jen, allows himself to be coerced into an impetuous road trip with Pacey and Jen's ex-boyfriend, Billy. Meanwhile, Jen and Joey find common ground confronting an arrogant jock. Interesting thing about that arrogant jock, he was in episode one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. He was in the opening credits, and he's killed off in the first episode. How wild is that? That is wild. I gotta tell you. Yeah. Interesting thing, before we get into our notes for this episode, do you know who wrote Road Trip? Me- uh, the episode? the episode? No, not the movie. Who? Um, uh, it was written by Rob Thomas. <gasps> the Rob Thomas. The Rob Thomas. And by the Rob Thomas, <laughs> I don't mean the singer of Matchbox Twenty. Oh. I mean an American television writer and producer known for creating Veronica Mars and oh. the series I Zombie. Oh well, good for him. That's intense. Yeah. You thought it was Matchbox Twenty, Rob Thomas? I did. You. And you know what's funny? For for my birthday last year, 
I went to the bowling alley, not by uh-huh. myself, with my friends. And at nighttime, they do karaoke. And so after bowling, we did karaoke at this bowling alley. And it was so crazy uh-huh. because some man came, you know, gets up on stage and they started playing smooth. Oh, no. And it was so crazy because, like, no. Everyone, like, it brought down the house. Like, and I was like, Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas? Yes. That's what I think about when I think about Rob Thomas. But (laughs) we were all like dancing, and I was like mouthing the words, being like, I didn't even fucking know I knew this song or liked it to begin with. But here we are. The whole bowling alley karaoke bar was losing it. Oh, man. And I'm sure there's a couple of libations that were making that a little bit easier to lose it. No, no, no. Nothing like that. No, just a couple thousand pitchers. That's fine. (laughs) Well, it was a birthday party. Well, and you got to be drunk to bowl. That's how you do it good, right? Do you use bumpers when you bowl? Absolutely not. I'm an adult. They didn't have them available. (laughs) (laughs) No. I love that someone just came in like sunglasses on and just chose smooth. I know. It was so good. Anyway, let's get into the episode. I'll be honest. Uh, this is what the episode that I completely blanked out on. It was so bizarre. I feel shell-shocked. What's interesting about this episode that it feels like a placeholder. Like, sure, some of the things are accurate to the characters involved, but does it ultimately do anything with the story? Right. You know? Like... <laughs> It doesn't change the fact that Dawson is jealous or still has feelings for Jen. All it does is like send Jen's ex away and close up that little story arc. I guess, but who else was completely shocked when you fire up this episode and the ex-boyfriend was still in town and I was like... Oh yeah, hitting the ladder up to the window like he was Sam from Clarissa Explains It All. Or Joey from Dawson's Creek. But it's so confusing. I'm like, wait, you're still here? I thought that you had left, and that then, then the second time I thought you had left. But he's still. I thought you drove four hours home finally. I know, but he, he offers to take Dawson to some bar, like how far away? Like a, they have to take a road trip to get there. Yeah, they have to get their car on a boat <laughs> to get to the nightclub. Yeah. And also, apparently, this nightclub opens at like 3 p.m. That's cool, though. The cool nightclub. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, I guess they get there in the evening time, but what? They finally get to, because it's such an ordeal, but they, they do skip class and they take Pacey along with them. I don't know. 90s TV also seemed to think that there were things like singles bars. I don't, I think those are just bars. bars? Yeah. What, what, what do we get out of this? Dawson causes... Like thousands of dollars of damage to some guy's truck. (laughs) He tries to pick up on women that are much older than him in a way that he thinks he's smooth. Well, and also it's like, again, we're supposed to believe like because he is like 20 something as an actor, as a person. But on the show, the premise of the show is that he's like 15 years old. Yes. And so him going to a bar, like, I'm not going to be able to tell the difference between a 15-year-old and an adult person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the woman that he's picking up on, and there's nothing wrong being 35. I know tons of 35-year-olds that I love. And one day I, too, will be 35. 
Me too. Yeah, one day I'll be there. So. But I'm just saying, like, the woman he is hitting on is 35 years old. I mean, uh, ish. And it's just like, she's like, so what are you about, huh? You know what I mean? I'm just like, how do you not know that he's like 15? How can you not tell? It's not like he can have an adult conversation. Yeah. Why aren't you going to the, like, adult at the front door of this establishment who's supposed to be carding people and be like, dude, is this really like a bar that's going to not card people? Because I'm not going to come here anymore. Right. Like, do you remember when we would like, when we went to college and there were, everyone knew the bars that let people in that were underage yeah. and just didn't go there because they were a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Unless you were underage, then they were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a ton of Savage Garden in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I don't know. He like talks up this woman. He finally gets this woman to be interested in him. And she's like, all right, I don't usually do this, which is not true. Because if you're doing it, you definitely have done it before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you can say I don't usually do this, you can point to all the times that you have done this. (laughs) I don't usually do this, but every like other weekend I do. I take a strange man home. It And she's like telling him this. And so she's like, come on, get my car. And he's like, you know what? It wouldn't be right. It just wouldn't be right because uh-huh. I'm in love with my fellow 15-year-old. And then they still kiss. But Why is that okay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. We have a recurring thing that I've argued about in previous episodes. But as Dawson's like creatively moping or whatever, mm-hmm. he's watching things. like In the episode, he's supposed to be watching stuff he has filmed from the horror movie they were making in the first and second episode? Yes. But he still comes back to the footage of Jin coming out of the taxi. Which is from the show. From the show. He was not filming that. They had stopped filming because they were like, oh, a taxi's in town. I don't ever see those. (laughs) And then Jin comes out and she walks in slow motion and they play that song that's like, hey, pretty girl, pretty, pretty girl. (laughs) I don't know how he got that footage. Is there, there's not any extra footage of like cut scenes from that pilot episode? Like just give us anything that didn't air. That's right. And it, we could make it look, uh, yeah, yeah. should we move on to the episode 10? I was going to say the same thing. Because I think the only thing we're missing is that Jen reads by a candelabra. Yeah. <laughs> We've already discussed the spoon sucking in Tiny TV, Mm -hmm. so if you really need to go there, (laughs) check it out. Okay. Double date. Circle of love. Dawson, sulking over his breakup with Jen and the knowledge that she has a date with Cliff, he masterminds a double date to stay close to Jen. Meanwhile, Pacey starts to see Joey in a new light and shares his feelings with Dawson, who then reevaluates his own feelings about their childhood friend. Hmm. Dawson is a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. Did kids play yeah. frisbee at your school? In this episode, they show like this montage of kids at the high school like having a great time in the quad and I was like I don't remember my high school being like that I don't remember my high school having a quad (laughs) no frisbee at the school 
Not really. I mean, I think there was a Frisbee club of some sort, like an ultimate Frisbee club. But I don't think there was any people that were just like hacky sackying it. Must be a Kansas thing. Just kidding. You went to school in Missouri? I did. Okay. Must be a Missouri thing. Yeah, it is. It's very much a Missouri thing to not Frisbee. It's been two weeks since the Jen breakup and Dawson obliviously asks out loud to Joey, how can you be friends with someone when you th- all you think when you look at them is how you would like to be more than friends with them? And Joey... And Joey pulls out a gun and holds it to Dawson's head and said, what did you just say? No, I just made that up. That is... Dawson speaking for Joey, and I think we're supposed to know that as an audience. This is one of those episodes that, like the previous episode, isn't very deep, but tries harder to be deep than it needs to be. Jen's going out with Cliff. Dawson's jealous. Okay, we already knew all of those things. So then they just give us an extra story to really extrapolate on how teenagers can be jealous? And it's mirrored when the mom and dad have jealousy in their relationship. Bob has the nerve to call. But it's just like, how dare he? And Bob calls the house. The dad's like, wait a fucking second. That was Bob? The Bob? Oh, yeah. Back to you, Bob, Bob. Yes. And the mom's hair is super big in this scene. It has to be noted. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, look, it was it was like work related. And he was like, like, it's just not acceptable. It's 7 a.m. What work-related call is happening at breakfast? But also, what kind of sexy calls happen at that breakfast, if you think about it, but... True, but I mean, like, Bob has to know what's going on, right? She ended it! If Bob knows what's going on, and they are on the evening news, what on earth could be happening in the early morning that he needs to call her? Yeah. It's it's a question I ask myself over and over, but there is no answer. I think that Bob still likes mom. Doy! (laughs) So not only is Cliff, short for Clifford, going on a date with Jen, short for Jennifer, but Pacey and Joey are matched up to do extra credit for biology. And did you notice that when the teacher was coming down on Pacey for his like 32 grade That on the chalkboard behind the teacher has like a diagram and it is like things are denoted on it like visceral hump and anus. (laughs) Did you (laughs) see that? I was like, what the fuck? It's a marine biology class. It was just a nice touch. What I noticed was like, like how great the chalk drawing looked. I've never had a teacher that put that much effort into the chalkboard. But you didn't see the letters A-N-U-S on this? Guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank God we're both here. You know what? You know what did happen in this episode? What? This is one of those episodes that gave me a flash memory that I had not thought of in a very long time. What's that? I can't say that uh, it made me very happy to remember it. Oh, God. But I will share it on the podcast (laughs) because it is funny. Let's hear it. Brittany, before I say the story, do you remember the first person you either asked out on a date or asked you out on a date? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because you were just like testing and being like, so she remembers probably the girl that you're talking about. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's okay. Maybe it wasn't her first time. Maybe it wasn't her first time, you know? Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. I made the mistake as a chubby seventh grader asking out one of the most popular girls in school. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. I, I, I mean, I'm a friendly person, or so I like to think. Some people may not think so. <laughs> That's their problem. Get, get on with it. <laughs> but, I, you know, I get along with so many people, and I had a crush on this girl, and I confided in my friend. And just before I go any further, like, Pacey's confidence in this episode, like, how he, like, convinces himself that he's going to, like ask Joey out or something. It's like, I don't know, something about this episode triggered something in me at that age that's like, I can do this too. And I think it was because even though Pacey gets rejected by Joey at the end of this episode, they're still friends, you know? And so I was like, oh, so if it was the worst that can happen. But man, I confided in the dude that like lived next to me and was in that class and we rode the bus together. And I was like, man, I've got a crush on... I'm not going to say her name, (laughs) Um, but he's like, dude, that's wild. But she seems to like get along with you like in in history class. And I was like, oh, so you think that he's like, I don't know, maybe I think you should go for it. And so I I molded over. I wore my Superman T-shirt that was about a size too small. (laughs) Uh You know, it was a confidence thing, but it really was not very flattering. (laughs) And... I went, remember, it was like before the bell rang, I was standing by her desk talking, and I was waiting for it to happen, and I knew the timer was counting down, and at no point in my head did I go, hey, you don't have to rush this. If if it doesn't feel right right now, you could do it tomorrow. Right. But I, no, I had to get it out, and I was like, I was thinking, like, do you want to go out with me? And she looks at me, and she goes, what did you say? <laughs> And I don't remember exactly what I responded with, but it was something like, I think you heard me, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Something like I was floundering. And then she just looks and she goes, no. (laughs) And then I looked over at my buddy who who had like pumped me up to do this. And he just like jaw dropped, like turned to me and was like, oh, shit, and it just faced forward in class, and I was like, oh, God. But luckily, her desk was in the back of the room, and mine was in the front, so I just had to really pay attention that day in class. <laughs> Woo! Made it through. That was rough. But, I d- but that also means after asking, <laughs> after asking, I had to walk through a classroom of students to get to my desk. I felt a lot like Pacey leaving the bathroom in that one episode. Bold move, man. Is bold the right word? Yes, because <laughs> you got to put yourself out there because if you never asked anybody out, then, you know, that's sad. That's true. It was really awkward for about two months, or at least I felt it was really awkward. And then one day I brought Starbursts to class and I shared one with one person, and as students go, they're like, oh, let me have one, let me have one. And it became this like silly thing of everyone trying to take my Starburst. And then she was like, I want one too, and smiled and laughed, and it was all water under the bridge. Woo! Yeah. Success Thank story. Thank God. She took your Starburst, man. Yeah. Woo. That could be an innuendo. Uh, but, but it wasn't. But it's because not. At all. Yeah. Um, but... 
you said that you had a similar story about pink jeans. No, <laughs> not really. It's just that my first day of middle school, sixth grade, I rode the bus with my brother. <laughs> We're all familiar. It's fine. Uh-huh. uh-huh. He's in eighth grade, right? So he's he knows the lay of the land. I thought it was really cool that I had an older brother who like he was he showed me in all my classes, you know what I mean? Cuz it's mm-hmm. the classes change and things. Oh yeah, class system. But we live at the same place. We ride the bus together, and it's as we're getting off of the bus at school, he looks down and is like, why did you have to wear pink jeans? Oh, no. I was like, uh, what's wrong with my pink jeans? Like, huh? We. <laughs> this one of those things, like, I, I totally fucking loved my pink jeans. Like, I'm like, it's my first day of school. I'm like, pink jeans, hell yeah. I know exactly what I'm going to wear. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. That was like me with the Superman shirt. Yeah. It's like he could have told me that before, you know, like it was too late. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had plenty of chances. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's made me a stronger person. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I think the other things we need to touch on in this episode is uh, a new character named Mary Beth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do. We need and to talk the about carnival. It. Yes. So Mary Beth was sitting in the lunchroom reading a romance novel, and that's the girl that Dawson decides to ask out so he can go on a double date with his ex girlfriend and Cliff, short for Clifford. Because Cliff is going out with Jen, short for Jennifer. That's right. Um, and so it's just kind of like, of course you're going to go for that girl. And the thing is, she, she's like really annoying, you know, and I understand that that's what her character needed to be. I was surprised that she could, like a character in this show could pick up on what Dawson was doing. I thought she was going to be written very, like much more naive. Gotcha. See, those are 35 year olds writing the show that's really shining through. (laughs) Yeah. But no, she she calls him as she sees him, tells him, you know, I think that you're asking me out to make Jen jealous or so that you can go on the stage. And he's like, no, definitely not. And she's like, well, okay, if you say so. And then. Sounds good. And then they get to the carnival and her outfit was so bad. It was from the 70s. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Big purple flared collar <laughs> over the jacket. I hated it. She looked like a lawyer. (laughs) From the 70s. Yes, a lawyer from the 70s at a carnival. It was very out of place. She was like, hey, Dawson, got to talk. So you're not trying to make your ex jealous by going on a double date with your ex. And Dawson comes up with that like plan to be like, well, you know, she's actually like really scared. So I'm like doing it as a favor. And she's like, oh, okay. And then. (laughs) Obviously, that becomes untrue, and Dawson becomes honest again about being like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry to even put you in this place. And she's like, actually, Dawson, uh, 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 I've been playing you the whole time because I got a mad lady boner for Cliff Short for Clifford. Those are her exact words. It's disgusting. <laughs> so they decide to go into this like some scheme together so that when like they, a pact, I guess. But like, so when they're about to go on the Ferris wheel, she's like, I'm going with Cliff and you go with Jen. Cause like me and Cliff haven't talked all day. And then the Ferris wheel ultimate nightmare 
locks up while they're at the very top. And so Dawson is forcing Jen to explain to him. He's literally being like, you said that you needed to be alone, but here you are on a date. What's that all about? It's like she doesn't need to explain anything to him. Like they broke up. It's been two weeks. Maybe she needed to be alone for like a week. (laughs) You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I thought it was silly going from one episode to the next and her being like, I just need to be by myself because she made it sound like she needed to be by herself for like a year. And then two weeks later, she's going on a date with Cliff, which is funny in one perspective. But then once Dawson does start pushing her, it is like, what are you doing, dude? Like base level of this, maybe she did say that, but maybe she either changed her mind or she just said that to get you away from her. Yeah. You know, she said what you needed to hear so that the breakup conversation wouldn't keep happening. Well, in my opinion, and, you know, I don't, I can't speak for everyone, but I will say we all been there. It's like, I need to mm-hmm. be alone right now. But then somebody's like, I want to take you to the carnival. And you're like, well, the carnival, that changes things. <laughs> well, and also it's like, I can do that. Because by going to the carnival, it doesn't mean we're getting married. That's right. You know, one date is not a relationship. And also, let's face it, in like high school, most things aren't considered a date. They're like, uh, do you want to go with me to the movies? 13 other people are going to be there too. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it doesn't work out for anyone. I got some Tinder moms. Ooh. So for one, Pacey and Joey, they're doing the whole lap partner thing, extra credit after school. And Pacey's like, I think I like her. This is weird. And so there's like some tender moments where he's like, wait, you're really good at school. Why are you doing extra credit? And she's like, I need a scholarship to college so I can get the fuck out of this hellhole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's really sweet because he's like, don't bet against that Potter girl. Which Did you notice, by the way, that they start using everyone's last names in these like uh, later episodes? I'm like, who the fuck is the yeah. Potter? Oh, that's her last name. Got it. I didn't know Jen's last name. I didn't know Pacey's last name until like 9, 10, 11, 12, you know? I still don't remember Jen's last name. But. I forgot, but it's something. It certainly is. Pacey goes to ask Dawson if he can, if he has his blessing to kiss Joey. And they Wild. he's kind of back and forth with me, which really makes me think. Mm-hmm. Gives me some pause. And If this was a different podcast, this would definitely be a section that I would put under things that make you go, hmm. Uh, well, may I put it under things that make me go, hmm, wait, hmm? Huh? Hmm? What? Wait a second. Explain yourself. And also, explain this to me, Brittany. Did Pacey decide that he had feelings for Joey immediately after the undressing scene? <laughs> I thought we weren't going to get down into the nitty gritty, so I was just trying to... Yeah, I guess but right. No, no, okay. no, no, because you, ha- you, you brought it up. It's like, oh yeah, he watches her undress in the side view mirror, and that's when he decides that he actually does like her. But It's like, you know what? She's attractive. I do like her. <laughs> I just love that what they showed the camera from the re- the side view mirror is that uh, she has nice shoulders, which <laughs> I was just like, well, that's sweet. She does have Aww. nice shoulders. Pacey kisses Joey. She's like, what? And he's like, my bad. And she's like, yeah, sorry. And he's like, well, you love Dawson. That's why. And then he goes to Dawson. It's kind of like that, like you were saying, they kind of are reminding us over and over and over the same facts 
you know? But, yeah. but he's like, well, Joey's in love with you, Dawson, and you need to get it right because you're in love with her too. And Dawson's like, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I wavered, but ultimately I think I need some time alone. Dawson would never say that. But yeah, he he is kind of like, whoa, what is... You say Dawson would never say that, but here we are in the next yeah. episode 12. Yep. No, we're on episode yep. 11. Let's get into it. Episode 11 is titled, The Scare. Screamwriter Kevin Williamson brings horror to Capeside. It's Friday the 13th in Capeside, and Dawson revels in his infamous blood-curdling practical jokes. Meanwhile, news hits the sleepy town that young women are being brutally murdered, and Jen fears she might be the next victim when she receives a frightening anonymous phone call. And Pacey brings a peculiar woman who does not know she is being stalked to Dawson's, where all guests have encounters of the scariest kind. I was genuinely scared most of this episode. It was cool because this episode starts with Joey and Dawson watching I Know What You Did Last Summer, which crossover we covered on Pumpkin Spice Podcast. You should check it out. It's called I Know What You Did Last Summer. (laughs) It was a Patreon-only episode, but we released it to the public, so understand how cool we are. Yeah. They wrestle um, because they're sexually uh, frustrated, I guess, but uh, under the guise that they're like, hey, you scared me. Get over here. I'm going to give you a noogie in your privates. So for whatever reason, she doesn't notice Dawson leaving (laughs) and hiding under the bed. She's so into the movie, she doesn't want to watch. Yes. She was watching her stories. She turned it to Mm. like a 90210 kind of show. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I keep wavering on Cliff, short for Clifford. Why? Like, you mean, you know, this is my same thing back and forth. Sometimes he seems kind of arrogant and a jerk, and other times he's, like, understanding and, like, you kind of feel sorry for him. And this is one of those episodes where you kind of feel sorry for him until the end of the episode, and you're like, dude, you are about as dense as a fucking brick, man. Yeah. But he does say something in the end where he's like, so, so he's been, like, Jen's being... Getting creepy notes and phone calls, and it ends up it's Cliff who's playing the prank. And at the end, he's like, yeah, I guess it actually is kind of dumb to like try and do something original by copying your ex-boyfriend. And that is one of those things where it's like, hey, Cliff, you learned a lesson, and you like openly said it like a mature adult. It's almost like he's actually an adult playing yeah. a 15-year-old. Jen gets a note in her locker that says, you are going to die tonight. And meanwhile, you know, you hear all these news stories and people are all talking about the serial killer that's on the loose that is, they call the lady killer that keeps killing young women. And mm-hmm. she's like, ugh, fucking Dawson. A little on the nose for me. Yeah. yeah. Then later she gets like this really freaky deaky phone call. And uh, granted, she thinks that it's Dawson, but she it's. Her running around the house with a knife screaming. <laughs> yeah, but she thinks it's Dawson. Right, but she doesn't bother like th- calling the cops then or then or anything. It's just kind of a yeah. lot of a lot of that. And then Joey, Pacey, and Dawson go to the convenience store, the gas station, to get some mm-hmm. supplies for the seance at Dawson's house. And they run into a couple that are fighting, and it's really abusive. And then the man storms out, and the woman's like, what are you guys up to? 
It's just like, no, that's not the kind of person that you invite over to your house for a party. She doesn't seem fun. Also, she's like 35. (laughs) Yeah, she legitimately. And these are 15 and 16 year olds. Yeah, but she steals a bottle of wine and they're like, well, she seems cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dawson walks out. Joey's talking to some fucking creep and he's definitely being a creep. And Dawson was like, scram. And they all pile in the car. And as they're like driving out of the parking lot of the gas station with this stranger woman in the car, her boyfriend's like pounding on the windows being like, let me in. And then they get to Dawson's house and it's like nobody spoke about how strange that was. Not like, holy fucking shit. Like, how did that happen? Like, are we okay? It seems so wild that, like, they set up this lady killer thing so, so, like, strong. Like, it is in our DNA by the time this gas station scene <laughs> Speak happens. Speak for yourself, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so you see a creepy 30-something white dude with glasses go, Hello, do you know where anything is? Hey, Joey. Bye. Like, so creepy when he's talking, asking for directions from Joey. And... We're supposed to play it off like that's not the lady killer. It's right. obviously the lady killer. Well, just spoiler alert. By the end, they they it's understood that that is the lady killer. That guy he was the dra- serial uh, arrested. killer. He's on TV. Yeah. I see it. Yes. And we're supposed to be like, have forgotten about that? That's like the point of the episode where I was like, oh my God, Joey almost got killed. Like, And that dude knows what car they're in. <laughs> and then I think we're supposed to be thinking when... The seance is over, and the 35-year-old's, like, abusive boyfriend is following, like, that... Are we supposed to think that that's maybe the lady... Like, we're supposed to think it's the lady killer. She, but he is sp- a lady killer. Like, he's definitely sure. going to kill that lady sometime. But are we also supposed to think that it was maybe that dude from the gas station who ends up actually being the lady killer? I don't know. Me either. Because at the seance, I thought it was the creepy, abusive boyfriend, not the lady killer. Oh, I see. I see. That was tormenting them. You thought that that was the person tormenting them. Same. Same. Yeah. And it was. And then also when he finally breaks into the house by busting Dawson's parents' door open, like Joey comes down and like hits him full strength like eight times with a (laughs) frying pan. That dude is dead. Dead. Yeah. He is dead. But he's not. <sighs> no, he gets up and the girlfriend and the boyfriend go home together and she's like, these kids are weird. Let's get out of here, baby. And that's why the scariest thing in this entire episode is codependent relationships. Yes. Yeah. And her fringe jacket. Oh, God. Well, we could go all day about the whole wardrobe of that person, but... Do you think her character's wardrobe was based off of the fringe? I honestly can't tell yet, because there was a lot going on. I, it's just from head to toe, it was a bad time. There's For a lot the eye holes. Eye holes. Eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Jen actually kind of breaks up with Cliff after this. She's like... She does. Yeah. Uh, but they still kiss, which I was confused by, but then again, <laughs> we all been there. Like, maybe Gran will go out with Cliff in the next episode. Speaking of Gran, and this is probably, like, my closer, Grandpa was in this episode very briefly. It's been, like, six months since his aorta collapsed, and I have not seen him with his eyes open. Is he ever going to recover? I think they forgot about him. Like, the writers. I think they forgot about that area of 
the story. Justice for Grandpa. <laughs> and that's where we'll end that one, and we'll <laughs> go into the last episode of this episode. Yeah, the last episode Ooh. of this episode of the TV show show. <laughs> yeah, and that one is called Beauty Contest. That's right. Synopsis. Never judge. Joey becomes the center of amorous attention when she enters a local beauty competition to earn money towards her future education. Meanwhile, to the pageant judge's dismay, Pacey enters the pageant on the grounds that he is as qualified as any female contestant. Furthermore, on the eve of the extravaganza, Dawson is surrounded by romance when Jen confesses her regrets about breaking off their relationship and Joey unburdens her heart. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can parse from this episode, like the laughable nature of Pacey being an underdog in this. Like, dude, you're a white guy. You you don't need to be in an all-woman beauty pageant. Yeah. Like, you can make money in numerous other ways. Yeah. And I feel like it wasn't as Like, he complains that, like, he needs money, too, or something, but, like... Well, I mean, to be fair, his dad wants to kick him out and emancipate him. <laughs> so, yes. So it, his need for money is, you know, he, he needs it, but this is, like, a really dumb way to go about it. And also, when you talk to another friend of yours uh, who really needs the money like her family is poor she's lost all of her parents and she would like to go to college outside of massachusetts or cape wherever cape side is um like at what point do you be like oh this is causing a lot of ruckus and actually i'm hindering a friend's future by doing it i mean i agree but he's also 15 and yeah, you know, oh yeah of course. when he's singing what <laughs> Frank Sinatra? I was like, that's actually not half bad. But then the dad interrupts him and is like, "Do you have any other abilities?" <laughs> I was like, "That's good." But the, it, it's kind of what you were saying before. It's like Jen and Joey talk about being friends again, and I was like, "We just had that conversation like two episodes ago with the sucking on the spoons, you know, the ice cream combo." Mm-hmm. So it's weird that they're like, "Do you think we can be friends?" Yeah, and then two episodes later, they're like, "Do you think we can be friends?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she convinces Jen convinces Joey to enter the contest, and I thought that was a really sweet gesture. I did too. I think, and she was very supportive the entire time. You know, mm-hmm. Jen could use some money too, but she doesn't need it like that. Does she? I don't know. Oh, I mean, like, I'm sure that at any point in time, if you see a dollar symbol and it's within, <laughs> like, range to do it, you're probably like, oh, that'd be cool to win. But instead yeah. of doing that, you're like, hey, let me help my friend. I think yeah. it's kind of what I'm thinking about with Pacey, but obviously it's established that Pacey needs money too. Yes. I have to say, uh, this episode hits a little close to home because... As you know, I have also competed in a beauty pageant. I've I've tried never to ask too many details, <laughs> Brittany, but I do know. <laughs> it really isn't traumatic. People are like, oh my God, I'm sorry. But yes, in 2010, <laughs> yeah, are you okay? Um, my thighs will never be as slim as that day. I, <laughs> in... 2010, I competed in Miss California. I was Miss Larchmont Village. And my only takeaway, the only thing that really applies here is 
just how comical it is that the year that I entered the Miss USA pageant circuit, you know, mm-hmm. was the year that they decided to get rid of the talent portion of the competition. (laughs) (laughs) So it was so shitty because like up until that year, it was, you know, you would have to be like, oh, in a swimsuit, oh, in a, you know, evening gown and have a talent. But that was the first year. So it was really uncomfortable when I was campaigning because that's part of the requirements. People would be like, oh, cool. What's your talent? And I'm like, well, actually, (laughs) there's literally no talent required. (laughs) <laughs> they just want me to look good. Yes. And they even didn't ask the, you know, political questions or the like the world peace questions, except for the people who made it to the top five. <laughs> so oh, it's like, no. it was so amazing because I was like, well, I don't have to prepare for pretty much anything except for the thigh <laughs> thing. Like I said, um, that was important. <laughs> I'm not going to ask any questions about that. Oh, no, no, no. You just like, I have the slim thighs. Are they just, just essentially you had to work out to be in the outfits? Yeah. My favorite thing in this episode is when Pacey is talking to the head of the pageant and he's like, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball. Is that what they say? No, it's, that's that's from Air Bud. Oh God, I was so confused. I was like, whoa. I'm like, I really did blackout. But he does say. There's nothing in the rule book that says a man can't compete in this competition. It's true. And I just love that trope in movies, like how people still think they can get away with things like that, like the Airbud, where like if an Airbud situation happened, I would be overjoyed yeah, for it one. Be phenomenal. <laughs> but like the if that were to happen in real life and someone's like, "Well, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball." Right. And then everyone else there would go Yeah, but we're not letting a dog play basketball. Yeah, we can't include everything. Also, aliens, it turns out, Space Jam, look it up. How perplexed were you when they said, oh, Joey's coming out to sing a song from Les Mis? Were you like, wait, what? Did you know that was going to happen? I guess, were you shocked when you originally saw this in 1998? (laughs) Um, I had a different reaction in 1998 (laughs) an awkward boner (laughs) (laughs) probably but also i was watching this i've spoken before that like since my dad worked nights i oftentimes hung out at the neighbor gal's house and she really liked dawson's creek and to be quite honest so did i when i started watching it and to this day (laughs) to this moment but also I remember Joey came out and I was and was singing. I, I didn't know what the song was. I didn't know what Les Mis was. And I remember being like, oh, wow, yeah, this actor can also sing. If not, like, every Hollywood person doesn't have can sing on resume. But I, I was kind of shocked. I didn't think that sh- she was going to be able to sing as well as she did. And the neighbor lady who I was with was like, ugh. She has such a terrible fucking voice. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, totally the equivalent of, like, when people complain online about, like, a woman's vocal fry or something. Right. It was that equivalent of uh, this other 15-year-old I'm hanging out with shaming this actor for her voice. Well, to be fair, um, it did sound like an infant singing at the beginning. It was not good. (laughs) Like, as an adult and, like, knowing what singing, it was not that great. Well, but also, 
I also didn't realize that they were going to have me watch her sing the entire song. Oh, yeah. The, that is tough. It was so strange. And I was just like, wow, this is a lot. So I had a lot of time to think, you know. Yeah. And so there was like a time where my brain took me to different places, including man, Katie Holmes went on to marry Tom Cruise. That was weird. Like, we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> you know she was I mean? like in a, an arranged marriage with Scientology. Yeah, that was weird. And I blame Dawson's Creek and Les Mis. Uh, during the talent portion, we're seeing the montage of the contestants, and one of them is giving like a Shakespearean monologue. Yes. And I had the closed captions on. And I could see what she was saying. And one of them said something about pups, as in like puppies or little dogs. I saw that. And she pronounced it poops. Oh. So either she's really got her Shakespearean dialect down, which maybe that's how you pronounce the word, um, or she was reading from like a cue card and said poops instead of pups. Hmm. Thank God we're here. <laughs> I love a good poop inserted into anything. Well, for sure. I was genuinely surprised that Pacey didn't at least place. But first runner up, that's pretty good, girl. And I think the woman who won was the like cutaway when Dawson's doing the interviews with everyone and she was like oh I'm taking a year off before college and I'm gonna join Greenpeace and then they just cut to a different scene I think that's who ended up winning well yes actually they had shown her previously being like oh I got accepted into Juilliard and oh yeah yeah, yeah, I I volunteer at the soup kitchen and she was not like you know the conventionally attractive she was like a really good person she was the one who was doing the monologue of shakespeare she's you know got into juilliard really? so she probably knows how to pronounce pups and shakespearean man you're embarrassing yourself <laughs> i feel so terrible you can't even follow an episode of dawson's creek man meanwhile i'm over here being like who and you're like the person who's been on the show for four episodes in a row <laughs> Anyway. I, kinda, I really have wanted to see more of, I forget the character's name, but the um, sex orgy that ended up being fake from the detention, the like catalyst I wild card. In the, yeah. yeah. I, I've wanted to see a little more of her. Oh, well, maybe Maybe you she'll will. be in season two or maybe. maybe she'll be in the finale. Oh, you never know. I really don't because I fell asleep when I was watching <laughs> the finale. <laughs> well, the big ending here is that Dawson comes to Joey and is like, oh man, I finally get it. Tonight, I saw you for who you really are, and I am enjoying it, so let's do this. And she's like, wait, what, with the lipstick and stuff? No, that's not me. That's the whole thing. <laughs> this that's isn't the point. Me. And he's like, but wait, we can do this now. And she's, isn't this what you want? She's like, no, I want you like me big when I'm, what is the Drake thing? Like, you know, in your sweatpants and your hair greasy because you didn't wash it that day. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you want to be loved for the person you are, not when you're like all jazzed up in the beauty contest. And so she walks away from him and then he gets home and he's sitting on his steps. And Jen is like, hey, I've been thinking about it. And you know what? I want to be with you. And he's like. I don't know. I'm, this is not really a great time for me. <laughs> I was I like, just confessed my love to someone else. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's a wild ride. 
life, you know? It is thrill ride, start to finish. Um, but can I ask you a question? No. It's not about the grandpa. Mm, okay. So, you know, Jen seems so supportive. Oh, don't let Dawson get in between us. You know, I really want to be your friend, you know, to Joey. And she even encourages her, like, she's like, oh, I... I think that you guys are going to end up together because he loves you. And she sees Dawson putting his jacket on Joey and telling her, like, professing his feelings for her. She sees that, but she's, like, in the background. She, like, walks off. And so, to her knowledge, she doesn't know that Joey walked off from Dawson. So she's coming to Dawson knowing that they had that moment saying, actually, I would like to get back together. So isn't that kind of a little bit messed up on her part? Yes, I thought the same thing. So there's a lot of like underlying factors that we kind of only assumed might have been happening, but are actually happening. Yeah, because I used to think Jen was really like clear headed and she's always making the good, right, correct decision. And now I'm like, that does seem a little malicious. Mm hmm. We'll have to see. Maybe she'll cut all her hair off. I don't know. I, now, I feel like that's another spoiler. <laughs> Why would it have anything to do with her being malicious? You're right. I just feel like throughout the course of this show, people are going to get haircuts, okay? What if Dawson shaves his head? He won't, and you know it. Okay. <laughs> I don't, uh, I actually, I don't other, know. <laughs> I have two other thoughts on this final episode for today's episode. Okay. Pacey blew himself and gave a speech that was akin to Braveheart. And it was really awkward to watch, and he still didn't win. Yeah, I'm like, he could have at least gotten third place. Yeah, and then, like, what is that going to do? You don't get a cash prize, he gets, like, a muffin basket. Yeah, I would gladly take that. Uh, Yeah, I'd take that without competing. Anyway, (laughs) the only other thing that really jumped out at me in this episode was there's a part when, like, Joey's prepping for this contest with Jen where... Jen's like, and you got to smile. And she's like, you didn't say anything about smiling. (laughs) I was like, you did a terrible job. As if Joey's not even like familiar with the concept of contests or beauty contests in general. Like, of course, what? (laughs) I'm not saying it's right, but like you can come up with the concept that it's probably your chances are better if you smile. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a random dude on the street that's like, hey, Brittany, you should smile more. It's not that. It's a contest. Yeah. Everyone else is going to be smiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, if you want people to like you, I guarantee you'll have a better sh- shake on of things if you smile. Yeah. Mm. Well, this has been a great episode of the TV show show. Are you smiling right now, man? Ear to ear. Aw. How about you? Yeah, same. Can you tell by my voice? <laughs> of course. Cool. You know what else makes me smile? Five star ratings and reviews. Yep. On Apple Podcasts. And when that list of patrons grows at patreon.com slash pumpkin spice podcast, where you support this show and pumpkin spice podcast. Yep. Well, until uh, the next episode. I'll see you, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.